Welcome to Real Fantasy Encounters, where we will be playing a gothic horror medical drama game called Blood Clot, written by Cillian L. and myself, Nick Duff. I will be the DM, and my players will be Seamus. Hi, I'll be playing Sebastian Silvery, a metaphysician outpatient who has been uh, inducted into the way of medicine and doctory by someone who also makes them have to be a patient themselves uh, and they have to become a test subject. Um, I am also an outpatient, meaning that I have actually had a condition that has been treated at this hospital uh, before becoming one of its staff. Uh, Charlie. Hi, this time around, I will be playing Reverend Daj McDaniels III, a death priest. Um, A death priest that is, well, specifically faithful to... The reverends, health insurance you can have faith in. They're responsible for keeping you alive as long as humanly possible. And Aaron. Um, and I will be playing Dr. Johann von Schadensprecht, uh, Sawbones altruist. Um, I'm here at this hospital because I really, really need to be. I would be like, irresponsible if I wasn't. Um, but I am also sort of like Frankenstein's monster. Um, I'm like an easy-bake oven for organs and blood and uh, everything that patients need in this hospital. Great. Uh, Blood Clot is a resistance game. In Blood Clot, the players are doctors in a war hospital using strange medicine to save lives. The players use surgery, astrology, and alchemy as they treat patients with mysterious conditions and try to keep the hospital from being overwhelmed. Uh, the playtest is available on itch at duffhounds.itch.io slash bloodclot. And we also have an open playtest program running on Discord. Um, If you've recently picked the game up yourself, hopefully this will also serve as a bit of a primer on how to run the game. Uh, Like in Heart, characters have a class that determines their skill and abilities, and a calling that determines their personal motivations for the hospital. So we'll talk a bit more about what uh, players have introduced there, starting with uh, Seamus. Yes, so uh, the calling that I have is outpatient. Yes. Um, essentially I have a medical condition. The condition that I have is, uh, time sickness slash hell touched. Parts of my body are, uh, drift in and out of time and they don't quite apply too well. Um, so that's the, the condition that requires me to have medical access. Yes. Um, and, and you what, are a bit unstuck from time because of your class. Yes. So my class sort of, I'm having it sort of play into the, the condition a little bit. The, the, the experiments and stuff that were done on me that I don't remember um, make parts of me drift in and out of time. Um, the thing that triggers my symptoms the most is uh, when I'm reminded that I don't really belong here. Uh, it sort of throws things into a bit of, a bit of chaos, um, causing uh, me to reflect on that. Yeah, so a metaphysician is um, someone who has unusual... Uh, connection to something known as the nightmare hospital um where it's like an alternate timelines of the hospital that we're in um seeing experiments go wrong and drifting in and out of that basically allowing us to take on more of the mystical aspect of 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 uh, research and discovery to try and work out what's going on with patients and diagnose through that Okay, so yeah, you are you are a doctor who can also step into uh, other timelines, and other, other rates, timelines, yeah. other 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 realities, and take bring back things that I find there um, to help and aid with the research of now, or potentially set things in motion 
that could happen in a timeline where something's gone wrong or something's gone right and take those research back to where we are now. Yeah. Uh, ideally, you're not bringing the horrifying monsters and nightmares back with you. If I can help it, <laughs> not always the case. Um, it also allows me to sort of get around a bit easier in the hospital by jumping into like rifts and pockets to get between places. Yeah. Um, Charlie, please tell us about mountebanks. Uh, so mountebanks, I think probably the easiest way to describe them from my understanding, it's just a snake oil salesperson. Yes, it is exactly that. <laughs> that is where snake oil salesman comes from. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, man. <laughs> so um, my product, whatever it may be, doesn't really do much of anything. And my goal within the, the hospital is to sell as much of the thing as humanly possible, which kind of ties into me being a, a death priest. Um so death priests are typically um, your quite religious people that spend a lot of time in tombs, studying, getting in tune with God, being able to like draw upon faith and the powers that be to like heal people, keep them from the brink, keep them on life support, guidance, counselors, emotional support, all that nonsense. And, you know, priests and churches and all that, that stuff requires money. So I figure being a death priest with a Montback calling, um, you know – Insurance seemed like the best way to fund the church. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm going with that. I, I am part of um, the reverends, which is um, at least the the in, in my brain the the insurance the health insurance firm that the death priests have sort of like co-established as like a little funding scheme. So I'm just going around helping people and helping my church. So the, the death priests are playing on a lot of the cleric ideas from your yeah, yeah. healers from uh, D&D. Uh, passing over to Aaron. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm an altruist, um, uh, and I, which is like a very, I guess, morally motivated class. Um, uh, the, like the context, the game is set in the backdrop of, I guess, an everlasting fantasy war. Yeah. Um, uh, and and these patients of ours are all wartime victims. Um, yeah. Just clarifying, it is the calling, not the class. Yeah. Oh, yes, this is the calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the class is Sawbones. Um, and Sawbones is like, they're like flesh savants. So they like, they can... Um, uh, have a look at injuries, like horrific injuries and horrific maladies, and and they have an innate understanding of how to make those things better. But they're very, very much blood and bone kind of doctors. Um, and, you know, they and as I was saying before, they the class itself like gives you a lot of uh, nifty little things, like the ability to grow organs inside you, um, and and uh, also perform blood transfusions with like a universal blood uh, type. Um, uh, but I also have other cool things, like an extra nose, uh, an extra tongue, um, kinky, <laughs> extra eyes. Um, Where uh, is your extra nose? <laughs> Where do you keep that? Like, is it on your face? <laughs> I've been thinking about that the whole time. Um, <laughs> is it just like on the back of your neck for like 360 sniffs? I thought exactly the same thing. Like back, right in the back of the neck. <laughs> just no scope the olfactory senses. <laughs> no scope? <laughs> Thank you. Come I'm on. done. Podcast over, guys. We can go on hiatus again. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but my, my skills my skills definitely lie within like uh, uh, operation and and creating medical prosthetics. 
Yeah. So uh, these classes are made up of their minor and major abilities. Uh, core part of this game is that the major abilities all come with a ward that then gets installed in the hospital. Like this is a, a hospital that's been established uh, you know, specifically to deal with wartime patients and it gets built out as the game goes on and characters level up and uh, explore more of the building and add more functioning wards to it. Could you please run me through your wards? Yeah, so the uh, ward that I have um, uh, brought in as a metaphysician is the diagnostics ward. Uh, so basically stuff that I've brought back from the Nightmare Hospital over countless trips um, has basically been cobbled together piecemeal to form a laboratory where we can do diagnostics. And this is anything from like modern day tools to weird alchemical blood tests, um, reality EpiPens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything strange and weird um, that could be used to not only like diagnose, but like immediate treat to, to get better diagnostics is sort of stored here. Um, and the uh, nurses and uh, caretakers of the ward, um, I think I have some descriptive words of them. Yes. So um, part of the setup game uh, when you play this, everyone comes in having picked their wards and then to flesh them out a bit, uh, everyone goes around the table and adds uh, two words that describe the ward and then create an NPC that matches one and not the other. Uh, we've already done a couple of these, but we will do a few of them on mic as well so you can see how they come together. Uh, diagnostics ward is already done. Yes, it is. Um, so do we want to move on to someone else who hasn't done this? We can do Charlie's. I'm just finishing mine up now. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me about your ward, Charlie. Uh, so my ward um, as a death priest is the mobility ward. Um, they have recreational room for gymnastics, physio, rehab therapy, but pretty much anything that like encompasses mobility. Um, it has the equipment and the supervision required to like rebuild um, patients' strength without them like hurting themselves further. It's basically the last place they go to in order to get them out of the hospital as soon as humanly possible. But as for descriptors, so you said everyone goes around and picks a... Uh, yeah, this can be a thing uh, that happens mm. as a group. Everyone uh, says the, this is the reputation that is built up for this ward. Mm -hmm. uh, this is so you know, uh, GMs or players can jump in and make characters quickly and say, mm -hmm. well, he, he's the kind of people who work in this place. Yeah. Do we have ideas for the kind of person that works in this mobility ward? I think like super bright and sunshiny. But like, incredibly preachy. They are so preachy, like religious <laughs> preachy. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, all right. Like they're like super preppy and happy. So like one would be like happy or like just preppy. Yeah. But the other would, they're just so religious. <laughs> they're so preachy. <laughs> to have like a better health life, uh, life balance, mm -hmm. you need to do these things. Yeah. You need to eat more vegetables. <laughs> and you know, my dears, it is really good for your mental health just to do your prayers at the start and end of each day. It's really good for that balance and your healing towards a better life. I also think they're alcoholics. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 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 Like, how else do you think they so. can manage at that level for yeah. all day? Yeah. I... We've hit our two descriptors. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that leaves an interesting point. And we now say, hey, let's uh, come up with a character who is either happy but not religious at all, or someone who is very religious but not too happy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is this something that we'll collaborate on together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think just being the most religious person humanly possible, but a crippling alcoholic is infinitely funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the alcoholism is the comedy option here. 
look, I, I've I've met a, a few like religious, various not leaders, I guess, but like preachers and nuns and whatnot. And priests and nuns are just generally funny or drunk. <laughs> because like they they cease like the the um the okay. proper scripture and then they just give you the real shit. They just give you the real Jesus speech. But they're not alcoholic for alcohol. It's just like hospital provided laughing gas. Oh and that's God. what helps them get through a shift. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Classic little shop of horrors dentist. Yeah. It's darling, it's the sacramental wine. <laughs> Going into the mobility ward and seeing laughing gas in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need that? Don't worry about it. A bunch of nangs on the ground. <laughs> Empty NOS containers like clinging around. And so they all become universally aware someone is leaving the hospital. <laughs> the sound of nangs being pushed aside. <laughs> and uh, tell us about your ward, Aaron. Uh, so, um, I have elected to pick the Lightning Tower Ward, um, uh, which is like a, um, in, in the playtest book anyway, it's described as effectively like a lightning rod at the top of the um, hospital precinct that is strapped to like a, a zinc battery. Um, uh, and it is good for like galvanism, <laughs> which is in, um, good for like, like electrocuting uh, limbs into, into motion. Um, and anything to do where, with electricity that, you know, electricity may be able to solve. It's still a burgeoning experimental um, <laughs> science, but there's a lot of potential there. Um, and uh, in terms of the type of people who work there, um, I have one trait, but I am struggling to find the other trait. And my first trait is that the people who work here are jumpy. They're just like anxious <laughs> cases. Um, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, hmm. uh, but I am looking for another trait if you guys want to help out. I like the idea that they're sleep deprived, like incredibly so. <laughs> they keep on, they keep on accidentally zapping of all themselves. The static. Yeah, all the static. They physically can't get to sleep. They're just so sleep deprived constantly. <laughs> Can we work with that, Nick? Yeah, that's fine. So either someone <laughs> who is sleep deprived, but like just stone cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 or well, jumpy. It's someone who's sleep deprived, but ends up using the the lightning to calm themselves in the tower. That's why. That's why they're there. <laughs> yeah. The white noise of constant thunderstorms. Yeah, the energy drinks aren't a thing. You just need a quick. <laughs> <laughs> Everything lit up by this, you know, electrical blue glow. <laughs> that, that's right. Is the blue light keeping them away? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that social media back screen effect happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've the, all got like gunner glasses on. <laughs> Twitching disembodied frog's legs aren't helping either. But. <laughs> I don't know. After a while, I imagine like getting to a, so a soothing repetition with a frog leg. You can predict which way it's going to twitch. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they'd start to freak out whenever the frog's legs didn't twitch. And twitch. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, working on some names here for these characters. Uh, Death Priest, it's, it's, it's very easy to just go Italian for anything in this ballpark. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like since they're all part of the, the priesthood in general in the mobility ward, they'd all either be like brother or sister something. Yes. Sister Leora, how do we feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> cool. And she is, what was that? Uh, oh, Which yes. of the ones was she? Was it not preppy or not religious? I can't remember. I think we went with religious, didn't we? No, no, we, she, she is religious. Yes. But she's not preppy. Yeah, yeah, not preppy. That's it. So they're either alcoholic or preppy. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure alcoholic wasn't actually the descriptor of the thing. It was preppy yeah, and no, religious. Yeah, preppy and religious. We're getting three of them mixed in here now. Yeah. Wait, which two did we decide on? I'm getting myself it's confused now. Preppy and religious. Preppy and yeah. religious, yeah. And the NPC specifically is an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. That's, and religious, yeah. and they're not preppy. Yeah, that makes more sense. Preppy and religious, because see, like in my brain, that's just femme John Constantine. <laughs> I will write that down. <laughs> <laughs> my physiotherapist, John Constantine. <laughs> cool and. Uh, your uh, assistant who works there. Like, what kind of things does this person do in the Lightning Ward? Mm. So I I think that they're in charge, like, the just, like, day-to-day. I think they're in charge of, like, venting any excess electricity um, uh, so that our batteries don't explode. Um, uh, and I also imagine there's, like, a, uh, a meteorological kind of responsibility that these wardies have figure out when the next storm is going to hit, make sure the rod is angled at just the correct angle, track as much lightning as, as possible. Um, they might even be in charge of like just keeping the equipment maintained, which means getting onto the lightning rod itself on occasion. I am... Is there anything else that you want? How do, how do you feel about a Hans? Hans? Yeah. I can do Hans. Put him down as Hans the lightning tech. Mm. And he is uh, jumpy but not sleep deprived, correct? Yeah. Fantastic. On top of all the wards that come from majors, there is just one general one called the General Ward, which I believe we've also uh, put together mm. and have notes for that one. Uh, yes. Y- yes? No? Is, it's the it's General Ward. Pretty blank to me. <laughs> 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 yep. The General Ward, where general things happen. <laughs> well, um, th- yeah, this is the main area where all the beds are, where you kind of keep people between cycling them to mm. the other rooms. Mm. Uh, everyone has the domain general ward on their thing, yep. but because it doesn't have any of the specialized technology, it can you can get a lot of risky roles here. Uh-huh. So, do we also put down qualities for the people in here? Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, what's the general mood of our hospital like? That's what we're really asking. Well, we've got the wards that we currently have: diagnostics, lightning tower, and a mobility ward. Mm. That's the order of operations. We find out what's wrong. <laughs> we electrocute you. And then, and you then we send up. you on your way. <laughs> and then you're good to start stretches. Yeah. Yeah. If the lightning doesn't solve it, no. then nothing will. take you to the general ward. <laughs> <laughs> For some faith-based medical practice. I, okay. I think that because there is... I think that, that like, because there is some, like, um, uh, more, like experimental um, medicine going on here and that, you know, there is quite, like, maybe a religious presence inside the mobility ward. I think, like, everyone by and large in the general ward is, like, a conscientious objector (laughs) to the war. Oh, my... Oh, I I thought you were going to go, like, anti-vaxxer. No, 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 no. No, no. no. Okay, okay. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, um, uh, they're anti war. Anti war, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hippie folk is what I'm saying. <laughs> anti war, or, or, but, I guess, none of them are pacifists. They're just willing to throw <laughs> hands yeah. at the drop they, of a hat. They just really dislike all of the sides fighting in the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I like the idea that the general war just doesn't have like any of your typical like security they think guards. That, they think fighting should be just purism brutality. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't None be able to... None of this <laughs> fighting for a cause nonsense. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to capitalize off of war. It should just be like blood sports for funsies. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, have any of you ever gone to an emergency ward and you are more terrified of like the 80 year old receptionist than like the big burly <laughs> dude in the corner wearing the security jacket? I would fuck with the security dude before I deal with Ethel who's been on reception for 40 years. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We got. Uh, I'm. I'm thinking like battle-hardened paramedics. Oh yeah, <laughs> used to having to yeah, put people like you need to settle down now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I will not hesitate to run up up to you with just like a needle full of cat, and you're like you're having a nap. Yeah. Sit <laughs> down. Administer anesthesia one way or the other. <laughs> it's right. either anesthesia is just the name of their mallet. That is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second step of setting up a blood clot game is that we create our priority patients. Mm. So uh, each class has two prompts on it for a, a thing that can be uh, difficult with the patient. Uh, the thing that your doctors are doing a lot of the time is dealing with these really weird, strange cases. Mm. Like the, you know, uh, standard wounds and uh, sicknesses, they're being taken care of by like the nurses on the floor. Uh, you are the specialists who are brought in to deal with these very challenging cases. Mm-hmm. And so each doctor here uh, is going to combine one of their prompts with a prompt from another doctor and create a patient that they are then both assigned to. <laughs> and by the end of that, we will have three patients. <laughs> okay. Was there one that you wanted to read out there for us? No, I'm just I'm just looking at like the generic death priest prompts and then going through the flavor text that I've just like strong armed into death priest being like, yeah, I can make this work. But what have you, what have you guys got as prompts? Cause I feel like mine might, the prompts that I have are very good to play off ones that already exist. They're not good starters. Yeah, sure. Um, so my prompts for patients, um, you're helping a PC tend to a patient who needs something removed from their body. What is it and what's in the way? Or, um, you're helping a PC tend to a patient who is missing something inside their body. What complicated function will the replacement need to do? Just from experience, the sawbones ones do tend to be very good to jump off from. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of going the second one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was, can you just repeat that again for me? You're brain... helping a PC tend to a patient who is missing something inside their body. No, to clarify, you'll be using both. Oh, one of those okay. will be with yeah, Charlie's. Get... And and one one oh, apologies. apologies. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I'll be using both. Um, so both of these apply. Um, uh, one patient needs something removed from their body. Yep. What is it and what's in the way? Other patient um, is missing something inside their body. Uh, what complicated function will the replacement need to do? I have a good one for the removal if you don't. <clears throat> uh, both of mine kind of work either way. So. Yeah. So mine is you're helping a PC tend to a patient who has encountered a fiendish entity. What blasphemous omen is preventing them from getting... Better. This is one that something needs removed? Yeah. What are you thinking? The about? entity it needs to be removed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like they have been cursed or have consumed something that is cursed and it's like fused into one of their organs. So not only do you need to replace an organ, but I also 
need to figure out how to remove the fiendish entity because even if you replace the organ, it's just going to regrow back because it's got like a contract or curse on the person. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So Consumed is, is an interesting word to use there. Like a biological yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> The uh, demon core phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Incubi okay. and succubi are a thing. Come on. <laughs> um, so we need, to, we need to put something into a patient? We need, yeah, we need to fabricate a replacement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I'm going to throw into that spanner mm-hmm. is that we're going to help this, pe- this, this this patient, but the symptoms don't match how they describe their ailment. <laughs> oh, fuck them. What fuck they're telling them. us doesn't line up. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. So like, they're like pretty sure they need a kidney. They have both of their kidneys. They have both kidneys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So my original thought for this prompt was that their entire skeleton had disappeared. (laughs) 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 Fucking... Yes. (laughs) Yes. And what we're finding out is that they have a skeleton. They definitely have a skeleton. Um, (laughs) Okay. But what is missing then? Because you're just describing a regular dude now. (laughs) (laughs) What is missing is their ability to comprehend their own skeletal structure. So when they try to interact with things, their bones bend. Oh, so we, oh need, we need to fabricate some kind of prosthetic that can convince them that the skeleton inside their body is real, exists, and is <laughs> yeah. real. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Uh, we'll wrap this up in one session. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphysicians, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, we have to solve some serious existential issues <laughs> to to this patient. Doctor, yeah. existential Matthews. issues so bad it just literally turned their bones to rubber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine watching too much One Piece. <laughs> I was thinking everyone in the Chamber of Secrets, but that also fucking works. I'm convinced I don't have a skeleton. <laughs> are you writing the... These are going to become patients, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. So we're going to write patient cards with the patient track? Yeah. We sure are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's your second prompt, Seamus? My second prompt is you're helping a PC tend to a patient with a highly unusual symptom. What is it? Okay. So this also can tie in really well with mine because you're helping a PC tend to a patient who is dangerously close to death. What symptom tells you they're in danger? Now, my question is, do we want this to be the same symptom or will they have two symptoms? Because did you have something in mind for the symptoms? Yeah, I can explain a bit mechanically how this works. Mm -hmm. Um, On the patient card, which sums up all the patient's details, there is a track full of boxes that you are filling up as you go. Uh, The thing that uh, slows you down filling these up is that they have special blockers on there called clot boxes, Mm -hmm. which you need to create a resource before you can get through it. Uh, each of these prompts will represent a clot box on the track. So you'll have to deal with both of the issues separately. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're separate. But, but they're they separate? Are, but they are still both part of the same problem. Yeah. So do you have an idea for your symptom? Because I absolutely have one for a secondary. Okay. Okay. Um, you can go first. Uh, mine uh, is only funny if you say yours first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Their skin has turned inside out. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> just, just like the upper dermis or like all the way down to like right before the muscle? No, just the upper dermis. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's somehow worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ew. Um, so but like not all of it. Uh. Only in sections. Oh, a little patchwork. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I like this. That's cooked. So... My symptom that lets me know they're dangerously close to death as a death priest is that their credit card keeps declining. 
<laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that that works in in canon or whatever, but that's I'm like. Well, people, yeah, credit cards. This is like uh, 18, 1800s. That's true. Okay, well, their coin purse is empty. Um, <laughs> they have no money. They, they, they can't afford a death priest. I'm sorry. That's why they're dangerously close to death. Is they can't afford me. Um, so I have to try and convince them to get like a payment plan going or something. I don't know. She has this preternatural ability <laughs> to know the net value of any individual at any yeah. given time. I, I pray before I go in to see every patient to figure out their net worth. Is this just your heart character? <laughs> yeah, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> either, either that or I, I was thinking um, that because part of, part of my character is like communing with like you know, the, the powers that be and whatnot. Um, yes, the, the uh, you are from the Canopic Church, which is uh, yeah. led by the Buried Cardinal, mm-hmm. who is like a, a lich pope <laughs> who lives deep under the ground. Mm. Yeah, I I, th- I was thinking if like them just being not unable to pay me for their services doesn't work. The other thing I was thinking of is that purely um, God said no. <laughs> <laughs> the lich pope said, "Guess you die." Huh? <laughs> so I've got to I've got to somehow convince. Uh, religious deities that this person's worth saving. That's my other symptom. I go to heal them, and then the powers that be like, mm, I don't know about this one. Hey, <laughs> maybe it's just their time. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, fam. I'm sorry. You got to save those resources. Yeah, you're out of spell slots for today. Right, right. The way the way that I see this is that it's like legitimately a very easy thing to cure. But they've already been put in like the sorting basket for death, right? Yeah. Like, like they they, they did like the paperwork a... too early, and now it's just really hard to undo it. <laughs> <laughs> or like their premium, they didn't like they their premium didn't roll over properly, and it's all transactionally tied up. <laughs> cool. Uh, we will take a short break, and I'll come back afterward with full patience. All right. Nice. All right. We have returned with uh, full patient cards filled out. Um, we are also going to jump back and talk about the NPC for the Diagnostics Ward. Yes. Because we did have one of those already. Was this uh, Stavros? This is Stavros, yeah. Uh, Stavros, the Diagnostic Tech, who is... Um, I think we called him Three Wash Stavros. Yes. Yeah. Um, every single piece of equipment that he uses uh, or touches or everything is undergone with three washes. Yes. Minimum. Uh the words that we've put down for the diagnostics ward, um, out of touch, was the first one. They are people that use weird equipment from alternate timelines all day. <laughs> that they are very much in that headspace, and uh, as soon as they have to deal with regular stuff, they are like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and uh, they are also neat freaks. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Stavros is. Uh, the neatest of neat freaks there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he is also probably the best at talking to people from outside of the war. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is unfortunate because it means that he doesn't like talking to people because they bring in germs and, yeah. and, and, and dirt <laughs> and mm-hmm. make everything worse. Uh, but nobody else is any good to talk to. So when you create a patient, you do fill out a patient card. Uh, you have your track with uh, seven boxes and the clock boxes, as we discussed before. Uh, we also talk a bit about them as... Uh, people because they are long-term characters that stick around oh, depending on how how good you are as doctors <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah maybe depends, they won't be depends how long-term they are which means uh, this is a good place to set up the backdrop of what is happening here in this world um the major conflict in the setting is uh, that there is a a nation now a new formed nation called the republic ascendant 
they are the uh, the French Republic equivalent who have uh, overthrown their king and have now declared war on the concept of kings and gods mm. and right. uh, <laughs> are now going to war with every other nation around them. <laughs> and so that creates all of these factions that we have here of uh, people who all have their different reasons for wanting to push back against this and uh, defend things. Uh, the first of our patients, um, yeah, there's a D8 roll to pull them off the list of factions. The first one is a Canopic. Uh, the Canopic's uh, Worshippers of the Buried Cardinal, who we've talked about before. Uh, that is going to be uh, Patrizia Laurie, who is our patient who has had uh, a cursed object fused into her body. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we read the description that you yeah, put on here? please do. Yeah, so Nick's description of Patrizia is a nun who jumped on a cursed hand grenade made from a demon organ. And the two symptoms that we listed down for reference were diseased organ and fiendish entity. Um, the uh, second one we have there is from the Griffin Iries. Uh, the Griffin Iries are the big major king figureheads across the continent and the ones who are explicitly being threatened to being torn off their thrones. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And the two symptoms we have down there, one of them is an inverted dermis, but the other one I just listed is misfiled paperwork, <laughs> which is like the symptom that, that I was running with. We can change that if you want, but I thought that was the most fitting. No, it's fine. Yeah, and this is uh, Nacho Doyle who is a, a, a king's messenger who has had this happen to him completely inexplicably while he's been out on one of his runs. Uh, and then the final one there is an ascendant from the faction who is at war with everyone else. And so this is our soldier here, uh, Jean-Julien Moreau. Yes. And for the, I mean, uh, on here, uh, Nick's description is a soldier who fell unconscious in a building fire and now has no bone rigidity. And the symptom that I have here is missing skeleton with a question mark next to it. Because he believes it is gone. <laughs> he all believes the, it's disappeared. <laughs> but all the tests show it's still there. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, with that, we can uh, step into the game. You can find us at RF Encounters on Twitter or as Real Fantasy Encounters on Facebook. We appreciate any support, whether that's leaving a review or telling a friend about us. Thanks for listening and see you next week. 